Carrie. And I'm Stephanie, and this is the Love and Nonsense Podcast. Hey, Carrie. Hi, Stephanie. How's it going? Pretty good. Another review day. I know. It's so exciting. We get to talk about Winter Getaway, where the guy gets to pretend to be a rich dude and she falls for it. Womp womp. What's funny to me about this movie is that she was very clear, like, you're not like anybody else. Very confused at the things that he was doing, like not wanting people to take his snowboard and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I guess because she just never even assumed that it was a possibility is why she never thought, well, maybe this. I don't know. I was like, why were you so shocked at the end? Well, okay. first of all, the snowboard. I don't know what the big I thought there was going to be some big thing with that. It was just weird how in the beginning attached he was to that thing. I know. I don't know. Everything else. He's like, yeah, was it supposed to show like he's poor and the snowboard is his one investment? I I didn't get his attachment. I know. I think in that incident, I would be more attached to my underwear. (laughs) (laughs) Because that's what's in your other bag. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. He doesn't care about his clothing. Oh my gosh. But yeah, she wasn't very attuned to him for being a personal concierge where it's her job to literally anticipate what people want. Like how often was he making faces and giving tones when she would tell him the menu and she just went with it like he really wanted squab or... Whatever other weird meals she had. Yeah, well, you know, in the first couple of times, you're like, okay, fine. But she didn't change her things based upon seeing what he actually enjoys, right? So yeah, she's like, even after he didn't want to eat her breakfast and had French toast, she's like, hey, maybe we'll go to the opera and get a tour of the opera house. <laughs> Yeah, she wasn't listening. But then later, there's a scene where she's not super attached to her itinerary, which I appreciate it because normally, you know, these characters are, well, we have to go by the itinerary, the schedule. And she's like, we can change it. We can add things. But she never just changed it to fit him. Yeah. Because you could tell that he was different. Well, or ask him. Like, these are some things that are some options, but what would you do? If you were coming here, what would you want to do? And then off of his suggestions of what he would want to do, then go find other suggestions that are maybe at a higher price point, because he's probably not going (laughs) to think of something low price point. Yeah, because he was trying to change all sorts of things. And she, I mean, she rolled with it, but yeah, it was just odd. I did love that he's like, what do you want to do today? Let's do whatever you want to do. I was like, that's so sweet. That is sweet. Although a little odd considering she's supposed to be his employee. Well, I mean, ish. I think it was very obvious that he was very, I, I felt he was very interested in her the whole time. Yeah, he was. So he was pretty clear on that. Yeah. I will say about the activities, they had a lot of activities here. Shout out to dog sledding. I know. I saw it. I was like, <laughs> this is the second movie with it. They're going to take all of our ideas, Carrie. I know. And they did curling, which was also in, didn't she do that in a New Year's resolution? She did, but it wasn't such an extended scene. And I liked this version better. Yeah. I I was going to say like the snow sledding, the snow sledding, the dog sledding and the curling were two of my favorite scenes. It was just very 
fun and different. It makes me want to go curling. Like, is this a thing that people can just go and do? I guess so. I mean, I imagine, especially in areas where people actually do it regularly, Hmm. they probably have, like, for people who want to come visit, it's something that you can try out because you won't get to do it at home. It's like, you know, one of those things. I did have something that I wanted to add to the activity list. Okay. Banff is one of my favorite places in the world. I've been there twice. Yeah, this is where it was shot. Yes. And I've been there twice. And once it was like literally snow piles higher than my head. Oh my gosh. In March. And then the second time was in the very beginning of September. So basically summer months, but cold. But Lake Louise is in Banff National Park. It's near Banff, this town, but not like at Banff, the town. But they saw it from the helicopter ride, right? They were Mm -hmm. talking about it. Well, on Lake Louise in the wintertime, they build an ice castle (gasps) on the lake. And you can walk into it. It's it's like a one-story ice castle. Mm -hmm. And their gardens that are normally super lush in the summertime have like ice sculptures and stuff like that that you can walk through and see. So they're making their gardens and stuff accessible in the winter months because it's like half of the year (laughs) for them. But you can ice skate on Lake Louise. I was Hmm. really surprised that this was not something that they did. Like he made such a big deal about Lake Louise. I'm surprised going to Lake Louise didn't come up at all in general. Well, maybe they didn't really shoot it in Banff. And like, so this was old footage they had because you know they reuse footage of things. Yes, but... I looked up online and they they did film this in Banff at the end of the year last year. Maybe it's not frozen over yet. <laughs> Maybe not. I, I mean, I don't know exactly when it was, but they did go there. And the dog sledding looked like real snowing, like actual snowing. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I felt like that would have been a really cool thing to do. And Lake Louise, I just love Lake Louise. There's nothing yeah. like it. <laughs> I agree. That would have been really cool to see. Maybe they just... Maybe it was on the list, but they had to cut it out because they did a lot of things. But I will say I really appreciated all of the outdoor shots that they had in this movie. And even in their first activity when they're snowboarding slash skiing down this mountain, I liked this scene better than Two for the Win because I just appreciated them being out in nature and it felt very open and real whereas they were just skiing at this resort and two for the win and it didn't feel real (laughs) no I agree I think that this was a really cool thing and I love that they were actually in Banff I kind of found it was odd that they like drive by the Banff Spring Inn and they said oh it's closed for renovations Mm -hmm. but it was actually filmed there like I looked it up and the when they were eating that lunch the squab lunch yeah. The railings on it, I was like going and looking for outdoor spaces. Those are the rails from the Br- Br- Spring Inn. So either the rails themselves <laughs> were like CG created or they were actually filming at Banff Spring Inn. And I couldn't find that they filmed at another ho- uh, hotel. They only mentioned that specific one. Why would they lie about that, though? I don't know. Isn't that so strange? And it's not. Also, they have filmed at other... Banff Springs is now owned by Fairmont, which also they've also filmed other Hallmark movies at. I think one of the ones that was like a castle, I heard, was filmed at a Fairmont hotel that the outside of it kind of looks like an old castle hmm. in Canada. So it's not like they like Fairmont does, just doesn't let them film at their locations, you know? Or something like that. Yeah. That is so weird if they really film there, but then in the movie say, oh, we're not going to stay there. That is, it's so strange. I mean, in the end, 
we get to supposedly see the inside. Yeah. But it's still weird. Well, maybe also they were, maybe it's because of COVID. Maybe they weren't letting them film in the, like the lobby and stuff like that. But, but they, they could them film outside. outside thing where they were alone. Maybe because I did comment that this is a prime COVID setup that they had. Like those heaters were massive and really nice for the outside. I was like, if you're going to have to eat outside separated for COVID, uh-huh. this is the way to go. Yeah. And the table we were at was extra long too. So that's interesting. I was going to mention, actually, my question was going to be, because we've talked about food now a couple of times, and I was just wondering, and this is something I just think about for myself too. If you have a professional chef making this food, like exotic food that you may never have eaten before, but it's a professional who knows what they're doing to make it taste good, would you still dislike everything? I, I, I just always wonder, like, if people know how to make something taste good. I know we all have different taste buds. No, I thought the same thing a couple of times. I was like, I don't know that this would really be that bad. I mean, the quiche thing, I was like, no, that's not really what I would want. But it probably Mm -hmm. tastes fine. You know what I'm saying? Would I rather have some bacon? Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Who doesn't love bacon? (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, like, I'm sure it tasted good. And the squab, actually, that didn't look horrible. And he, like, turned up his nose at the potatoes. I imagine that potatoes are something you eat. (laughs) Yeah. I just thought it was strange. Just, you know, this is a real professional who knows what they're doing. This isn't like your friend who decided one night, you know what, I'm going to try this squab. We're going to see what happens. <laughs> then it might suck. <laughs> it just made me think of the five-star Christmas where the sister just steps in as chef, even though she's been cooking just for herself. Yeah, but she's like a miracle worker in the kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I agree. I feel like that was one of those things where they write the script specifically to like make him seem more average yes to like really push the script i can see that okay now for your covid thing (laughs) um i can't believe they were eating from the same plate (gasps) yes i thought that too i actually thought that i'm probably going to mention this in our next episode but in the valentine's previews that they showed i was like these people are eating from each other's hands, the same thing. Oh, I did not pay. I did not see that. But it's when Tyler was feeding Aaron like, oh, popcorn no, and then he that, yeah. took a bite. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they could have like what they did was he was eating out of the plate. She was not eating. And then she was like, well, can you are you going to like stab me with your fork? So he brings his puts the fork down and puts his hand back. And then she puts her fork in. So they could have had two different bowls that they were eating from. And then he picks up the fork to eat, but you never actually see him get the food to his mouth while she has eaten out of the bowl. So I really dissected this because I was like, are they really going this route? (laughs) How are they eating this poutine? (laughs) There were several parts that I thought were funny. Him with the uh, massage therapist. Oh, yeah. like, she looks kind of angry. (laughs) Yeah, and then he like pulls her inside. He's like, if I don't show up for our thing later, call the police. (laughs) That's something, though, I really appreciated about this movie. Like, we've seen Brooks Darnell in a few movies now, and I think this is my favorite of him Mm -hmm. because I felt like he was very free and fun and 
just more relaxed than he's gotten to be in his other roles. I really liked him in this movie a lot. A lot more than I liked in the Kyla Platt Christmas one. What was that called? Meet Me Again. Let's Meet at Christmas Eve or something. And I was having a dumb moment and thinking he was Michael Xavier in that one thinking, Mm -hmm. this doesn't seem right. (laughs) But not being able to put the, you know, couldn't put those little clues together there. (laughs) It's a different person. So I was really interested to see him and Nazneen in this because I also slept through the, the ring one that she was in at Christmas. Mm-hmm. So I was well, like, oh, I like them both. I still like her better in the ring one for Christmas. Not to say that she was bad in this one, but I just like that the Christmas ring better than this one. I feel like her role in this one wasn't super, I mean, it wasn't well written, I didn't feel like. I think she did fine with what she was given, mm-hmm. but I don't feel like they wrote her character super well. Yeah. Like, I mean... I would think that you'd be like, what is going on with this guy? Like, why does this is so weird, you know? And he one of the things that I had on the list, too, was when she finds out that he is not the rich person, mm-hmm. which I did like the storyline. I was wondering going into it how they were going to tie the bridge because I thought he won this for one thing. Like it was a contest and he won. I was like, well, how come she doesn't mm-hmm. know that he won this? But then two, I liked that they had the girl quit and she had to pick it up, but it just was never in any of the notes what was really happening. Yeah, you know? I agree. So I thought mm-hmm. the storyline there was good. What I didn't love about the storyline was at the end when she finds out that he is not the person, she's like, you've lied to me. I don't even know who you are anymore. And I'm like, are you kidding me? He's you've watched him be somebody that you did not expect him to be the whole entire time. Yeah. I wrote down, would I be as mad as her? (laughs) Because I just, I don't know. Right. He, he was different the whole time. He, then he even told her or he tried to tell her he was just an average guy. And then she's like, Oh, you're just going to tell me you're an average Joe spiel. Everybody does that. Yeah. But you're not really different except he's literally shown you every time you're with him that he is different. Right. And and really, I mean, honestly, he should have. <laughs> he should have brought it up earlier. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's like, to me, she like really went over the top on it and then seemed disappointed when he was like, well, if you don't want to stay, you don't have to stay. When he was respectful of her feelings. <laughs> yeah. She's mad at him for being respectful of her feelings. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> I was also upset at him. I wrote that he's an idiot. <laughs> Well, he is at the end because he was all like, woe is me. She doesn't like me because I'm not rich because they kept pushing the whole like very specific. His girlfriend had just broken up with him because he wasn't rich and she left him for a rich dude. Yeah. And I'm just like, never did she say, I don't like you because you aren't rich. She mentioned you lying to her. But I could also see how he would might feel like that's because because what he was lying about was being rich. So if yeah. somebody's upset that you lied to them about being rich, are they upset because they lied because you lied to them? Or are they upset because you're not rich and you lied to them? I don't know. I feel like she was pretty clear about the lying thing. Well, I know. That, and they brought that up before that she they were very clear on putting in there like if i can't trust you blah 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 yeah if you lie then my trust is broken forever yeah they were very obvious at times with their like putting in your problems thing like her trust thing and then his ex-girlfriend thing very obvious (laughs) they weren't subtle but i did like his friend who actually is the billionaire (laughs) rich guy yep 
<laughs> I really like their friendship. I kind of wish he was in it more. I understand why he wasn't. And this is just a random tidbit. But when Brooke's character talked to him in the very beginning, like, hey, they think I'm this rich guy. When they got off the phone call, Brooks is like, love you. And they hung up. I was like, oh, my gosh. I really like seeing guy friends say they love each other. When they get off the phone. Yeah. Like, casual, affectionate. I'm like, I appreciate this. Yeah. Like they're, I'm not afraid to tell you that I care about you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, talking about not caring about, not not being afraid to tell that they care about you. At the end, I loved the whole camping thing. It was super like well lit and it was like romantic, but it was like very sweet and endearing because it was referencing her favorite trip when she was a child. But his quote that I wrote was, I'm falling in love with you and I want to be with you and I want the kind of relationship your parents have built on truth. Oh, I'm glad you wrote down a quote because I was looking at my notes. And I was like, man, this movie didn't even have a quote. Even Two for the Win had a quote. <laughs> Sweaty I'm glad you got one. <laughs> Seems unsanitary. <laughs> no, I really yeah, like that. that was sweet. He, you know, a lot of these, they don't they don't always say that they love them because it happens it's so quickly. But I kind of like this idea of I'm falling in love with you, where he's not saying I love you, but he's saying mm-hmm. I'm heading in that direction. Yeah, that was good. My problem with the end, though, wasn't even story-wise. It was because I couldn't hear them very well because the music was too loud. And that was the second time in the movie that the music seemed to overpower the scene. I was like, they really needed to work on lowering this volume. That's really interesting. Because I'm guessing you didn't notice that. I did not notice that. And I'm like basically deaf because I grew up with my dad who had the television up loud all the time. So maybe it's because I play my television louder than you do. (laughs) That it was more of a problem for you because I I had it louder. So maybe I could just hear the words better. Maybe. I I don't know. It was just the music was too loud. And then because I was focusing on the music, it seemed like their whole declarations at the end dragged on for the longest freaking time. I was like, okay, we get it. You want to be together. You like each other. Let's wrap this up. Well, it was taking a while. You know, part of it at the end was them like deciding they were going to work together on her business idea or whatever or the his business idea for her actually oh yeah they're trying to tie up all the loose ends in this one conversation well and did you notice that they said uh the first thing that they wanted to do was go skiing in switzerland mm-hmm. this movie was originally supposed to be in the alps <gasps> oh that would suck if they signed on for this it's gonna be in switzerland and then covid i mean banff is still a nice yeah but it's not switzerland no but it's better than colorado <laughs> This is true. At least they got to get out of... Not that I don't love Colorado, because I do, but yeah. Man, but that sucks. Their kiss was not good at the end, though. It was like... Yeah, I don't remember it much. I did like the little dance they did at the end, though. The dance was cute, and speaking of the kisses, there wasn't any kissing before the end. They had two interrupted ones instead. Yep, but three attempts. Three Three attempts, one success. I will say, though, I did really enjoy um, going back to the very beginning of this. He was very cute when he walked up to the plane. He was. And him in that seat (laughs) cracked (laughs) me up. I was like, this would so be me. Yeah, he was fun. I just liked that they were on this private plane. Yeah. All right, let's rate this thing. Okay. Do you want to go first? Um, No, because I did not pull up my spreadsheet. Okay, I'll go first. (laughs) So for the set, I marked it down as a four because it was just very beautiful 
and luxurious feeling. I gave it a five because you know I love Banff. Well, there you go. Still high, though. Still high. Yes. Style, I gave it a two because once again, we are in winter skiing, snowboarding attire, and I thought it was funny that they tried to do like kind of a makeover scene with her coming out in different ski hats and stuff. I was like, is this necessary? <laughs> yeah, I I gave it a three just because like a whole bunch of nothing stood out to me style wise. Yeah, just average. Just like whatever. Storyline, I gave it a three because it didn't totally keep my attention. I, it was different enough from their usual stuff, but it kind of dragged sometimes. This is funny because I went rogue on this one. Oh, dear. And I decided this one was a three and a half. Ooh, <laughs> we're giving halfsies. Because I could not warrant giving it a four. I I agree with you. It did drag on in some places, but I do like the concept of the story. Obviously, the holiday, this is very reminiscent of that, which is one of my favorite Christmas movies, mm -hmm. but I didn't love the storyline. So I didn't want to give it a four, but I didn't, but I did like it enough. So I gave it three and a half. Bam. Okay. Well, I guess I can approve that. Okay. <laughs> and then Snowflakes, I gave it a four because... It was just so pretty and they did a lot of activities. So four snowflakes. Well, I gave it a five snowflakes mostly because of Banff, but also because they did do a lot of winter things that are not super normal yeah. things that you don't get to see a lot. It was very unique. However, overall, I gave it a nonsense. Me too. I mean, I liked it. It definitely to me was better than two for the win. Yeah. So far it's in third place. Yep. But it was not better than the first two weeks. No, and it it makes me really afraid for Snowkissed. <laughs> I'm actually really excited about Snowkissed. Jen Lilly on her Instagram page said that Snowkissed is really funny. So I'm optimistic that I'm going to love it because I don't know why, but the funny ones I usually like more. <laughs> I feel like their definition of funny is different from mine, though, because I've heard this before and then it's not very funny. Well, he sure does slam his hand on that burger at the table and makes the whole thing shake in the preview. I'm like, wow. Wow. Chris we'll McCallie, you're doing crazy there. I'm not going to get my hopes up too high considering the past two weeks. But yeah. So we're okay. We're not in agreement nope. that you have a New Year's resolution as one still and taking a shot at love as two. And I have mm -hmm. those flipped. But then we are in agreement that win or good away is three and two for the win is four. Yeah. Okay. Yep. And we'll see where Snow Kiss falls. I mean, it's either going to be before winter getaway or after winter getaway. There's no way it can drop below two for the win. <laughs> this is true. I do. I do agree with you on this. Okay. Well, sorry, Trevor and Charlotte again. Anyway, our next episode, which we really know like what it's going to be, which I know we haven't these past few weeks, is going to be our Valentine's Day preview for Hallmark. Love ever after. Yep. What are the February movies coming up? I thought you asked me what they were, and I was like, I don't have the list in we're front of me. We're going to talk about them in the next episode, Carrie. <laughs> yes. Listen to the next episode, everyone. <laughs> okay. We're signing off. <laughs> like, this is AIM. So, subscribe to the podcast so you can get notified when we have new episodes released. And if you're on Apple Podcast, we'd love it if you leave us a review. Apparently, those are really super helpful in getting your podcast seen and our social media. Yes. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at love and nonsense podcast. Talk to you later. Bye.